This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this podcast episode. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host, and really pleased and thrilled to be joined with a new colleague here with Oklahoma Baptist, Coach T, who will be yep. serving in the areas of evangelism and apologetics. Thanks for joining me. I am happy to be here. Now, uh, we, we put your full name on the le- uh, title here yes. with the podcast. Can you can you say it for us and then also explain where the, the nickname Coach T came from? Okay, so... Uh, so my my real my name is Tavares Uzugwe. I love that. And my dad is from Nigeria and my mom's from the United States, so uh, I'm African American. I kind of could put it together like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, hey, uh, T, thanks for taking time today. So you're you're taking on this role of evangelism and apologetics ministry partner, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But yes, you have an incredible testimony and life story. I thought you could just begin and share that briefly with people. Sure. What God's done in your life. Yeah, so uh, so I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, at Whispering Hills Mobile Home Parks, and uh, so I grew up in a really broken family. My my daddy was uh, really uh, angry, uh, and my my mother was she had been pregnant with my brother by the time they met, and he was just really frustrated, and uh, he had some family turmoil, and just kind of passed it along, and so uh, as a result, you know, he 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 was just a very just angry vicious and so obviously when a person is angry they have to soothe it so he got all drugs and alcohol mm. and you know and uh, obviously he started cheating on my mother and things of that nature and uh, so it, it, there's a few particular times in my mind that um, as as our family continued to to, to go along uh, he my mom got frustrated with him cheating and doing the drugs mm-hmm. and one particular time, she took the, the kitchen knife and hid it under her sleeve, and, and they were fussing and fighting. She, she said, if you walk out of me one more time, cheat on me again, I'm, all, I'm going to I'm gonna get you. And so wow. as he was walking down the steps, she took that kitchen knife from her sleeve and stabbed him right in his, uh, in his shoulder blade. Mm. And I can remember just being so distraught on that oh, yeah. that, uh, that I, 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 I didn't know what to do. He even told me to pull the knife out, but I was so distraught. My brother ended up pulling it out, and... He left for a few weeks. So, you know, so quite naturally, since he was angry, I became angry. Um, and so I, I started getting into all, involved in all types of criminal activity, you know, at a very early age. Uh, you know, started, you know, breaking into people's houses and vandalism and uh, getting into fights at school. Uh, and so uh, obviously I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And so, at that point, I was I was spiraling out of control until one day my mother pulled us on the couch, hmm. and she basically voiced a prayer. She said, "God, if if you're real, find some way to get to my kids. I've never acknowledged you, but please, if you're real, find some way to get to my kids." So there was a mission that started in our trailer home park uh, that, and it was a it was a white lady named Betty Hurd and Kathy. Mm-hmm. I've never even spoken to white people at this point, hmm. um, and they they invited us. I was riding my bike. They were building it was it was freshly being built and uh they invited us to church so i rode home on my bike told my mom about this new church that i didn't even know what the church was and she brought us that sunday and we i remember pulling up and she, well, we sat in the car and finally betty came came out she said well, why why are you guys ain't coming in my mom mom was like well we we don't have church clothes we were still in our night clothes 
Um, and this 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 sweet lady, Betty Heard, she says, "Don't worry about that." And so we, she invited us in, wow. and we sat on our first Sunday uh, right next to this white lady that that we we didn't even know her. Yeah. But she started pouring her love into us, and then wow. that next week she bought us school clothes, and um, and bought us supplies, bought us you know that's the first. The only clothes I ever had was Pampers, yeah. <laughs> new clothes, yeah. you know. <laughs> so she she bought us uh, school clothes. She started investing in our lives. And mm-hmm. after about two and a, two and a half years of going to this church, um, I said, man, if, if Jesus is the reason why you guys love us like you do, I want your same Jesus. So my grandpa, which I called, his name was John Hurd. Uh, he led me to Christ in a Sunday school class at seven years old. And I started going out and getting my friends and started telling them as best as I could about Jesus. And I would bring them to him and he'll finish them up and Wow. And so as time went on, you know, um, obviously the, the dynamics didn't really change, but I had a newfound uh, peace in my heart. Amen. And I started, uh, and they they, they, they split, uh, and then mm-hmm. um, we spiraled out, got, got the spiral out of control again because we have to, we have to leave the church. And uh, this is where uh, we moved down to my grandmother's house where we had other nine other people living in the home. My mom just kind of, she pretty much kind of, um, just kind of left us uh, because she was, she was hurt. She couldn't take care of herself. Mm-hmm. So she took us down to our grandmother's house. We started getting involved in our, with our cousins. And, but God has given me a special desire, like, to play basketball. I think that's what yeah. kept my attention. So I fell out of I didn't get into the drugs, alcohol, and the sex and things of that nature. Ended up graduating from uh, high school and walking on and earned a basketball scholarship. Wow. Uh, at the Henderson State University yeah. right across the street from OBU. Uh, Was- other Washington. Yeah, in Arkansas. In, yeah. in, in Arkansas. And, uh, man, uh my grandpa John Hurd took me to the, the tryout for me to earn a basketball scholarship, so I ended up gr- graduating uh, after you know seven and a half years of being in school uh, with a bachelor's in education and a master's in sports administration, and then I went into uh, teaching and coaching by God's ultimate grace, and then that's where God called me after five and a half years of working in the Little Rock School District to full-time ministry, working at Little University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Uh, doing campus ministry, and so uh, so that's kind of that's powerful. <laughs> wow, what a testimony, and just how hard life started. Right, but God brought you out, right. and He's put you in this place of service. We're so glad you're here in Oklahoma now. Uh, you mentioned your campus ministry work. Uh, a lot of people in Oklahoma are familiar with BCM. What right. what all was that like? How did God use you in that uh, phase of ministry with the campus? Yeah, so I think I think that's where God really, you know, I had I had grew up out of the out of the hood, so to speak. And so when I got to uh, to, to, to making money, start, had an uh, income coming in, I just told God, I was like, God, I, I almost felt like I didn't need God anymore. Hmm. But I voiced a simple prayer one day sitting in the parking lot, and I said, God, I feel like I don't need you anymore. God, find some way for me to f- get closer to you. And this is where he called me to campus ministry, wow. to Pine Bluff, Arkansas, one of the most dangerous places in, in, in Arkansas during the time. There was at times three people getting shot every week. Wow. And um and so he put me there. And this is where he really taught me how to, one, is to trust in him. Because people don't really want to depend 100% on God. But I had no choice. I had no safety. Our income was depleted because I left uh, teaching and coaching. But he also taught me uh, how to how to um, trust in the, the power of the message of the gospel. Because at that point, I was inviting students to BCM by just bringing like pizza and candy and all these tiny type of things to try to tr- attract them. And they would come, but they wouldn't stick. And to finally, I had to, I had to actually start preaching the gospel. Hmm. And when I started actually preaching the gospel, the students started sticking, not for the, the goods that we could give them, but 
they were actually wanting to know to understand the message. So this is why I actually believe in the power of the gospel. I'll give you one quick story here. Yeah. A young man named Tr- Latravius Hill. Mm-hmm. I shared the gospel with him, and he says, I want to hear more. And I was like, like really? Because I knew it worked on me, but I didn't, I didn't really think it had worked on anybody else. But this young man, Travis Hill, he had got so radically saved that he started inviting a couple of his friends to, to BCM. So we brought, he brought four, shared the gospel with four of them, and two of them get saved. Wow. And then he brings four more. <laughs> we lead two of them to Christ. I said, man, this man is wearing me out. I, have to, <laughs> I need to teach this man how to share. So I started yeah. teaching him how to share. And yeah. he got so radically uh, fired up about Jesus that he went to his neighborhood of a guy that was a drug dealer named Tony. And Tony was with a man that was a, uh, uh, he was just kind of coaching to, to take his position. And Trey runs up to this guy and says, hey, um, I got to tell you about Jesus. And Tony was like, hey, man, tell us about Jesus. But the guy he was with, he says, man, we don't got time for that, man. Get out of here with that. This is what Trey said. He said, man, if you don't want to hear about my Jesus, you're on a highway to hell. Hmm. Now, keep in mind, this is Pine Bluff, Arkansas. This man pulls out a pistol on Trey and tells Trey, I'm going to kill you. Trey says, he steps back, takes a couple steps back and says, man, you do whatever you want to do. If you don't want to hear about my Jesus, man, you're on a highway to hell. He was ready to take a bullet for Jesus after being saved for three months. So when I seen the power of the gospel, man, I, I couldn't stop sharing it. <laughs> wow, that is powerful. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's bold. I love that boldness. Yep. So, um, you know, in your role, you'll be taking on evangelism, apologetics, equipping churches, equipping pastors, building a culture of evangelism. And boy, right. boy, does our society need it. P- lostness is right. is only getting more significant in this country. We're so thankful God's brought you to Oklahoma. Dr. Fisher had sort of announced to the state convention this role would be carved out. And in that video announcement about you coming on staff, he how God yes, sir. worked in our hearts and your heart, and he's brought you here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank so thankfully he's called Sorry. you here. So you've... Uh, You've talked about, I've heard the saint method. Right. You know, it's the same gospel, but there's different methods of sharing. That's right. And just as a for example, mm-hmm. what, what is the saint method? How could someone even listening to this pick up and use yeah. that? So when I started sharing the gospel, because I had to, it's not because I wanted to, because I had to at UAPB as a campus minister, somebody asked me one day, you know, what are you doing? Because like a bunch of students started coming to Christ and I even taught traders, you know, and so I had to. I just started thinking, like, God, um, how can I coin this so that somebody can, I can reproduce this in somebody else, yeah. making disciples. So I was at a conference, and an hour and a half before I was supposed to do an evangelism session, I was praying, and God just gave me that right before, an hour and a half before, um, before I, I talked to the evangelism uh, out, breakout session. And so, uh, so I start to coin it. Uh, so S is start the conversation yeah. by finding some type of common ground. And these are more of a principles. It's not really a method. It's just yeah. a principles that goes along with any kind of gospel presentation, Absolutely. whether it be EE or Roman Road or the bridge. Yes. So, yeah. so it's to start the conversation. Yeah. Find some kind of common ground. A is ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions in five primary areas to get the conversation started because people don't care what you know until they know that you care. That's right. Yeah. So I ask questions in five primary areas, they're what they're interested in, their past, their present, their future, or their eternal future. When I get to the eternal future questions, I initiate the switch, the I. Okay. From a normal conversation to a spiritual conversation. You can't get to the gospel in, until you get to a spiritual conversation. And so, uh, sin in is nailed with the law. It sound, mm-hmm. sounds kind of violent, but uh, I, I use it, the, the illustration that 
if you were going to a doctor, you had a terminally ill disease, would you want the doctor to show you the x-ray or give you the cure? Well, the, the x-ray is going to show people their need for the cure. If you offer somebody the cure, they wouldn't want the cure unless they understood they were sick. So yeah. now what the law is, Romans 3 and 20 says, by the works of the law, no man will be made right with God. But through the knowledge of the law, man become aware of their sin. So I want to use the law, nail with the law, to show a man their need. And then T is I want to turn to the cross. I want to, yep. John three sixteen, and I want to yep. explain and illustrate that. That's so, yeah. powerful. I love that. <laughs> well, and the thing that's, it's memorable, it's accessible, it's flexible. Right. Because sometimes you're dealing with people of different personalities or right. you have a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and you're just starting a conversation. Yes, sir. Um, what are you, what are you seeing in terms of evangelism that's sort of encouraging you and giving you energy toward this task? Uh, is there anything God's working in your heart in this area? Yeah, so when I was uh, pastoring at First Baptist Church at Jonesboro mm-hmm. in, in Georgia, 25 minutes south of Atlanta, um, I, I began to, uh, like I knew that I, I wanted to, to teach people this. I just didn't want to do it myself. So the, the impact ministry there, I started with one young man and I taught him the saint method. He came to me. He says, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in my faith. I don't even know if I'm saved. And so I took him out to eat. And so uh, I shared the gospel with the waitress. The waitress just gets, she starts crying. She repents wow. right there. And when I turned around, this young man named Andre, his mouth was just open. He's like, man, what did you just do to her? I was like, I, I didn't know anything. I just explained the gospel. He says, well, can you show me how to do that? Well, I didn't know that the kid had gotten saved right there. Wow. Uh, with the Rachers. Like he got saved right there because he wow. understood the message. And I started teaching him how to do it. And so yeah. I would walk campus with him. We would go to the parks. And all of a sudden, this young man, one day, he comes back with uh, two students he had led to Christ at his, on his college campus. Yeah. And so from there, we trained them. And they started sharing. And so when I started realizing that it, when you start, if they, if they watch me do it, if they understand yeah. what it looks like, People don't really reproduce what you tell them. Mm-hmm. They reproduce who you are. Yeah. So if you can show them, not just tell them what to do, man, this, this is going to create this culture of evangelism. It starts with the, yeah. the head. And so when I, what I'm excited about is I'm excited about training and teaching pastors on how to become a soul winner uh, as a lifestyle, not just in an event. So that's what I'm excited about. I love that. Well, that's so much like a coach, too. Mm-hmm. They have to demonstrate. They have to live it out. Right. Tell us about uh, your family and, and yeah. just uh, everything everything else like that. So Yeah, so uh, I'll tell you a, a funny quick story is that the man that led me to Christ, yeah. John Hurd, yeah. he leads my wife to Christ at 25. Is that right? Is <laughs> yeah. that right? Her name is Erica. Wow. Her name was Erica Smith, but I messed her up with Uzigwe, <laughs> Uzigwe yeah. uh, later on. But, That's good. But, yeah, he leads her to Christ. Uh, she was coming uh, to my Sunday school class that my grandpa had invited me to, uh, and uh she he he's talking about the resurrection, um, the crucifixion, and she looks over at me. She says, "I did that to Jesus. Hmm. I, I didn't know I was dating an unbeliever. Hmm. I had no idea." But uh, when my grandpa shared the gospel, and I call him my grandpa because I, I don't yeah. see him any oh, other yeah. way, so she was saved uh, by him. So I have so, and after that we got married, and so I have uh, three energetic, beautiful kids. I call them my fallen angels. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Albaria, John, and Titus. Awesome. Ten years old, eight year old, and six year old. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. Wow, what a blessing. 
Well, hey, I've seen how you utilize social media. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a technological age with right. lots of tools of communications. Um, have you seen some fruit from that? And what are you trying to accomplish when you when you put yeah. content out there? Well, I, I struggle with that because I I'm, I'm trying not to do that for my glory, my own yeah. glory. But it's but so I cut it off one day. And my wife said, "You you kind of need to reevaluate and think about that because it's helping a bunch of people." And I said, "Well, baby, I don't want." I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to use that for my glory and my, you know, my own elevation. But a, a, a pastor called me and said, hey, man, where is the content? <laughs> like, I use this every week to train my, my, my students. And I said, well, well, maybe I need to put it back on there. And I just pray that God will deal with my heart on that. Uh, but what I, what I use it for, I, I like to show people. I like to take people with me. So with the Andre situation, if I can take people with me with a camera, mm-hmm. they can see how it's done. Because... Yeah. You watch me do it, and then you help me do it. Then you do it, and I help you, and then you do it, and I critique you. I want to take people with me. And so if I can give them a live demonstration on how to do it, I think it just makes a significant impact. It, 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 it's not about what I say. It's people reproduce who I am. So if they can see who I am, that I'm, that this is, man, this is my heart. Follow yeah. me. Jesus says, follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of man. Man, this is, this is why I use it, and, and um, hopefully it, 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 will, it will spread and people will use it. And, and learn from it. So No, I know they yeah. will. And I know you'll be working hard to resource pastor and churches. So Oklahoma is blessed to have ministries like Falls Creek, where oh, yeah. we just see God reaching a lot of young people. But what would it look like if if really a whole group of young people started becoming evangelists in Absolutely. their schools? Uh, I mean, you've probably seen that both in the college environment, right. but where the young people are bold That's in exactly sharing. Right. And uh, what would you, some of your hopes be with with that, a new generation coming up to to just bring about a, a new gospel witness? Yeah, I think I think my hope and and what I've seen in a microcosm, um, uh, you know, macrocosm is the fact that that if you can get one or two of them going right, because mo- yeah. most people are going to be scared because this culture is very yeah. post Christian. But if you can get them going. And, and what it is, Andre, the young man I'm telling you about, mm-hmm. he lit everybody else up. When they seen him do it, they wanted a piece of it. And so my hopes is that 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 they will see the stories, because um, I I didn't know, I I felt like I was missing out on who God is. When Jesus says, "Follow me," it's it's for him to, he's saying, "Get to know me," but then to know him further is become a fisher of man. So know him and make him known. And you see, I've had so many stories of people coming to know Christ. Is that if you can get a piece of that, man, you don't you don't want to you don't want to go any other way. Yeah, never so get over it. You That's awesome. Well, just to wrap up, how can we pray best for you and and everything God's doing in your life? Thank you, man. I appreciate you asking that. I, I will say um, for wisdom, um, yeah. uh, for um, for my for my family. Uh, my first ministry is to them, uh, and so I got two boys. I know what it's not. I know what it's like not to have a father that's intentionally pouring in and being intentional. Man, I don't. In the midst of all this, uh, I don't want to be a hero in the world without being a hero at home. Yeah. And I want to love my wife like Christ loved the church. And so I, that's my first ministry. Good. So if you can pray, man, you know, be pray, people can be praying that that God don't, you know, allow me to really, really pour in. Yeah. Then I feel like I'm more confident to pour out. Love so. it. Love it. <laughs> Well, hey, brother, welcome aboard to Oklahoma Baptist. Uh, Go to oklahomabaptist.org to find out contact information for Mm -hmm. T. We're just grateful for you sharing that powerful, powerful testimony. And God's going to do a work through you. We believe it. Thank you, Brother Hobbs. Blessing to you.
This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. To subscribe, find us on Spotify, the iTunes Store, or your preferred podcast platform. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com today. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.